In the Park Festival is back in Newcastle, and you could be there watching headliner Rag and Bone Man. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to see Rag and Bone Man on Sunday the 5th of May. He'll be joined by Newcastle-born singer-songwriter and brother to Sam, the hugely talented Liam Fender. To be in with a chance of winning two tickets, just answer the following question. What is the real first name of Rag and Bone Man? Is it Reginald, Rory or Colin? To enter, download the free Durham On Air app for your smartphone or tablet, click on Win, and you could be in Newcastle watching Rag and Bone Man on the 5th of May. Entries close at 11pm on May the 2nd. For full terms and conditions, visit durhamonair.com. Welcome to the Durham Podcast. My name is Sam Lupton. And I'm Emma Hignett. And we're back again for another week of uh, news, reviews, and maybe some shoes on yeah. the Durham <laughs> Podcast. There's no shoes this are week. There, are well, there, I don't are know. there shoes? Not from me. Are you discussing shoes this week? No, I'm not. No. So Once sorry, again, sorry. no shoes. But, you know, tune in again next week. <laughs> that's my target now. I now am determined to get shoes on somehow. Yeah. We, there right, must be okay. a shoe shop we can talk to. Maybe yeah. we'll give Scorpio a ring. Have you ever been to Scorpio Shoes? They've closed. Yeah, but they're still open in... Where are they open? They've got a shop in... Is it Darlington? No, Spennymore. They've got a, they've got a store Have in Spennymore. Right. Yeah. So I, knew, I knew the Darlington... I knew the Durham one, the Durham High Street one. Yes, that um, was, I mean, it was there for years, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a couple of shops I, in I, Durham that people always... People who've left Durham years ago ask are still there. Scorpio's oh, yeah. one. Mugwump's the other. Mugwump's still there. Yeah, Mugwump's still there. Mugwump's been there since the 70s, hasn't it? It's been there a very long time. I've no idea. Certainly as long as I've known Durham. Um, mm. The other one was um, the shoe shop in the Market Hall. Oh, yeah. There used to be a, a classic sort of English old, you know, gents shoes shop in the back corner of the Market Hall. People mm. still ask for that one. Mm. There's some really, really good stuff in the Market Hall, actually. Have you um, been browsing recently? Yeah, I love it in there. I think it's really brilliant. There's some really, really interesting stuff. The, the record shop's good because I've just, um, I've got my, vi- I've got a vinyl player back now. Uh-huh. Uh, I bought for the coronation from the market hall, I bought some coronation cheese. Right. And I bought something else for the coronation that has slipped my mind. Is it coronation probably- themed cheese or coronation flavoured cheese? Oh, it's called coronation cheddar. Right. And is it anything like it's- coronation chicken? No, 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 it's a vintage cheddar. No, oh, it's right. not curry's cheddar. Oh. I was going to say, <laughs> curry powder in it. But you see, coronation chicken was the last coronation. Yes. And have, sure. have you is, heard is what this a... year's is? No. What is it? Coronation quiche. Oh. Yeah, that was my response. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love right. a quiche. I'm, I'm, I don't mind a quiche. That's not what but I'm... What have they done about. to a quiche? Uh, so it's got in it. It's it's the the royal family has designed a quiche made from spinach, fava beans, and tarragon. We don't like tarragon, and I don't right. like fava beans really. I like spinach, but you could just have mm. some spinach. So I haven't made my coronation quiche. Have you? <laughs> no, no. I'm having today. Uh, we're recording this as the coronation yeah. starts. Six of May. Um, we today we're having. Um, a bit of a sort of afternoon tea. So I've oh, made nice. scones. 
I've got chocolate cupcakes. Um, I'm going to make egg sandwiches, cu- cucumber sandwiches, and probably ham and cheese sandwiches. Exactly. Uh, and Scotch eggs to add, add in a little bit of the, you know, the rest of the, the country. Um, Scotch egg. Yeah, but no quiche. No quiche. Mm. Well, I'm, well, that's more than I'm doing. I'm not doing anything today. I'm, um, I'm literally just uh, I'm d- doing a little bit of work. I'm working over the bank holiday. Um, it's not a pity party, just a fact, and I'm fine with it. And uh, <laughs> I might watch some of the highlights later. I think there might be a, a street... Um, I nearly said protest then. That's uh, that's a Freudian slip. I don't mean that. There might be a street party. Party? <laughs> outside my uh, at my house. So I might, I might pop out and say hello to the neighbours. Be sociable. I think Get I will. Out there well, I think I will, but the weather is not looking good, Em. Get out there, party, get wet, doesn't matter. Right, right. <laughs> okay, good. Did you Love. play a quiz quest last last week? I, d- I never got the answer. Okay, so uh, congratulations to people who got the answers. I've got a few entries this week, uh, through the week for this one. The clues were, I think, Chamberlain is angry and c- close by a bank. So Chamberlain is angry and close by a bank were the clues. I think it might be something river. Oh, why river? Oh, river bank. bank. Yeah, okay. Not, not, no. Yeah, well, no, you're not. But I see no. your logic, and that's okay. fine. So who do you okay. think Chamberlain is? So what was Chamberlain's name? Neville. <laughs> yeah, so we're Neville. going to... Neville Chamberlain. So we're going to Neville Cross? Yeah, Neville's Cross. Neville's angry. Like Chamberlain's angry. Right, okay. So we're in Neville's Cross. That's it. You got it. Okay. What's the bank got to do with it? Uh, there's a road in Neville's Cross called Neville's Bank. Okay. Sim- right. Simple. There and there's Potter's Bank as well. Okay. All right. Was Brilliant. it? See, it's they're easier than you think sometimes. Sometimes they are. Yes. <laughs> this one. This one's fun. Um. So this week's uh, quiz quest: three clues lead you to a place uh, somewhere in the county of Durham, and think literally about the place name here. Um. And I don't want any rude answers. Clue number one is where the rubbish goes. Okay. And mm-hmm. no, no rude answers to that. Um, not far from the high up church man is clue number two. Not far from the high up church man, clue number two. Clue number three, second half of the Gallagher's home place. Second half of the Gallagher's home place. Okay. I Any, think I know what I'm there. I think you know it. But if you, yeah. know, if you know it, studio at durhamonair.com is the address. Studio at durhamonair.com. I thought you, I thought you were going to say then, well, if you know it, everybody will get it. No, I'm saying I'm inviting them to get in contact and you can get us on the socials at Durham on air as well. Right. Waffling now. What's coming up on the podcast today? I'm waffling today on the podcast. Um, I am talking to Chris Howell about his ambition to create a sort of content creation hub, a media hub, a filmmaking hub um, in County Durham. Wow. To bring creative together. That sounds very early. Very early stage of the idea. Um, and it's sort of like a call out for people who think they want to get involved and could make a difference and make it happen. Wonderful. Well, it's uh, it's arts and creative this week because this week I'm chatting to Ellie White, who is an author uh, who lives on Wearside, not far from Sunderland, actually. Uh, and she is publishing her brand new book. It's called Love in the Wings. And her first book, Love in London, has done very, very well indeed and has had fantastic reviews. She wrote it during lockdown and she's got a new one coming out. So you're going to get to hear both interviews. Uh, going to be chatting to Ellie um, about her new book, uh, Love in the Wings. And we're also going to play an interview we did with her on the radio station nearly two years ago Excellent. now about her first book as well. So it's, uh, it's about uh, books and content creation this week. 
Uh, have a fantastic week, Emma. Enjoy the coronation if you're watching it, and uh, I'll speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Something a little different this week. The beginnings of an idea to, I guess, start or at least promote the making of things in the Northeast. Have a listen. I'm talking today to Chris Howell from Howell Media. Now, a quick overview of Howell Media. It's now, I mean, it's a multi-site Northeast film producer, content creator. Yeah, kind of. Yes. Hello. Uh, hello, Emma. Thank you for Hi. having me. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. No, wrong way around. That's my podcast. I do the welcome. The other side of the fence, which is... Everybody does a podcast now. Everyone. Oh, I know. I know. So, um, yeah, Howell Media. Um, okay, so the first thing is we, we put our name on it. So we're not kind of orange badger or anything like that um <laughs> apologies to the to the orange badgers out there so we you know we're Howell media we'll put our name to it yeah and we're all over, uh, hopefully we should be all over the the northeast people hopefully will have come across us um and I, well it's just pro- probably kind of a bit straight to the point but if it if it moves if it's interesting if you can hear it if you want to use video film engaging cool shouty stuff that's what we're about Okay, but you are a man with a, a big plan. I'm and, always and, a man. I've always got a plan. I'm always a man with a plan. Because I, I heard the beginnings of your plan, and I thought, oh, that reminds me of a story I've read in the news recently, which was that the film industry in the Northeast, I think under the guise of an organisation called Northeast Screen. Correct. Um, is trying really hard to promote our part of the world to bring in the kind of films you see in the movies. Yep. Um, and and make us a hub for movie creation, a, a northeast Hollywood kind of thing. Yes. Um, but I think your view is that there is more to movies than Hollywood. Um, well, yeah. I mean, basically, there's more to film than Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, well, at, at, at the very, I suppose, at the very bottom, um, everybody uses film. Films everywhere. Film is nowadays is absolutely ubiquitous and. And as part of um, as part of what we do with our we've got our our film academy, you know, we we have a a kind of you you've got a studio in your pocket. The technology in your pocket, the technology on your mobile phone, is um, it's as powerful as an entire studio used to be twenty years ago. So, and it's amazing, you know, and and you know whether it's whether it's TikTok and or whether it's YouTube, whether it's kind of TV, whether it's the cinema, whether it's you know, wherever you're, wherever you're consuming video content, it is everywhere and it's great and it's not going away. Um, that's the other, that's the other thing. To, and, 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 you know, I mean, we, we make, uh, we do a whole load of stuff, but you know, we, we, we make TV adverts as you know, and, and, and as part of that process where we're talking about why TV advertising is, is a really powerful tool is that it's still the UK's number one pastime. More people watch more TV, A, than they ever have before, and B, than they do anything else. Now, whether that, you know, I remember my parents saying you'll have square eyes and all, and all that kind of kind of stuff. And, you know, why don't why don't you turn off the TV set and do something less boring? I'm going to do that? something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of that. But we, you still cannot get away from, it is a fact. It is the, it is the single most, time heavy thing that people in the uk do and, so, and 
yeah. So anyway, getting back to what we what what the the plan the the vision the, guy, the vision. Okay, well, so the so the vision is that it's great to attract Hollywood to the northeast, and there's a there's a side to that that it's not just about making a film. There's a whole load of industry and business around film production. There's you know literally there's catering, there's wardrobes, there's distribution there's security um there's people who find the sites for films there are people who find sites for films there are hundreds and hundreds of jobs around film around hollywood so let's you know let's let's kind of you know our version of hollywood is is the is the northeast but there there is it's 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 great it's great for an area um, it's great for business, and there are loads and loads of opportunities. So that's that's the first thing. But my my vision, kind of as an aside for that, is that there should be another space, kind of a mini Hollywood, a sort of a a baby Hollywood, where all some of that fairy dust, some of that magic source, kind of becomes available for for normal businesses and regular people and uh school kids or communities that think hang on i'd like to tell a story you know because it's, it's ultimately this is what it's all about it's about tor- storytelling so I put my teeth in today it's about storytelling and a narrative and i and, and i just feel that we need a space we need somewhere where we can we can draw in expertise we can uh share share our experiences we can we can do all kinds of creative and interesting and uh, life-affirming things, and 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 I also think as well that the there's a lot of people out there that want to they sit they, they want to get into it. They want to make little films, and and these might be films that are watched by ten people instead of ten million people or ten thousand people. It doesn't matter because the other thing that we've discovered with our with our film academy is that the process of making it is just as valid and just as interesting and just as enjoyable as the process of, you know, as having the, the goal of having a huge audience. So I, I just, I just feel that I'm, I'm a, I'm a one man kind of film champion. And I just feel that there's a, there's so much, there's so much, I mean, we're, we're based in Barnard Castle, but there's so much talent in County Durham. There's so much talent that, and it's just not it's just not being tapped into and and I and I want to kind of do something with that so it's a, a very early stages of plan very early stages of plan as you can but probably the idea tell. yeah but the idea is that we have the talent the capacity the space the location um and all those elements that come together in our part of the world to compete with the likes of central london you yes. know where you know I, I mean i i know recently uh i was talking to somebody i think it might even have been you about oh. a very big institution locally that chose to have a london company do their advertising and we can only think it's because they kind of go it's glamorous to have london yeah 100% and we 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 come across it all the time and and i'm not and, and i'm not going to um you know, I'm not kind of going to diss my colleagues in 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 London. They, you know, every, every there's, there's there's room for everybody. Um, 
I, I do think though that you should you should only win work on merit, not on postcode. Um, you should win work on your ability to deliver the project, um, not because you've got an O two O phone number. I, 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 it's it's really frustrating, and I know I know there's some glamour and there's some kind of you know there's 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 some of that kind of we must be getting we must be getting more because this is where it's all all happening, but I I you know I, I don't mind I don't mind not winning a project or doing a project because someone else can do it better. That's fine. That that's that's kind of you know that's kind of that's life, and we just we just got to learn from that and learn how we can do it better. What I what I really find frustrating is when you're not you're not even considered or given the opportunity to present your your expertise um, purely because there's a perception that you know you're based in Barnard Castle or you're based in wherever it, wherever it might be throughout throughout the, this area that somehow you haven't got the the credibility to to deliver the thing. And, and the that, credibility that, comes with a postcode. The, the credibility that comes with a postcode. Now, it might be that I'm just, uh, you know, grump, a grumpy old, <laughs> grumpy old life, life-worn kind of guy, and and you know, I, I might be answering a question no one's actually asking. Um, but I think it, I think it does have an effect, and I think in the past, you know, I, I fully admit to being a little bit of a of a Barnard Castle denier, you know, almost saying, well. We're ba- we're ba- you know we've got a northeast office we've got a you know we we've got an office we do well we do have a, an office in Gateshead but but actually I, I I use a generic term oh we're you know we're we're sort of in the in the north you know yeah. and actually I've come I've come full circle now I'm really proud of the fact that we're we're based in Barnard Castle because it's 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 a nice place um, it's easy to get to uh, it's got wickedly fast internet um there are there are even I mean, there are biz, there are big businesses here you know yes and and, and actually you know i i want to i want to change i, I want to kind of disrupt the disrupt the narrative and i want to and i want to change that i don't want to be the person that's just reinforcing that kind of stereotype so um so yeah i'm a yeah i'm flying the flag you're the man at the beginning of a journey the, the one thing i i, I keep coming back to because I, I i've heard you talk about this um, is that you know the northeast traditionally the whole of the northeast traditionally was where things were made you know from from steam trains to ships to whatever um and the beauty of this is in the modern world the northeast can once again be where things are made brilliant brilliant and, observation yeah excellent and i i love that i i love the sort of like you know Let's not dwell on the fact that we're not getting coal out of the ground and we're not building the ships these days. Let's dwell on the fact that we can make things. We can make things that that will go across the world. We can make things that are really relevant to today and we can make them because there is the talent here. Yeah, agreed. And and then the, the other thing as well is that we are, as, as a nation, I think we are slightly hung up on the whole North-South divide thing. And I know there's inequality and, and all the rest of it but it's, it is really weird that we we work with clients it's not you know we work with clients in in dubai we work with clients in 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 the united states um and it's not inconceivable that you know i could be on a call with someone in moldova someone in dubai and, and someone in america and, and no one bats an eyelid it's kind of like that's just that's just kind of the modern way that we do business but then it's kind of a big deal when it's sort of, and then we, we're still sort of 
kind of um, micro internalizing the fact that oh gosh, you know, with a, there's a north south thing going on. I just want to smash all of that. You know, it's it's literally it's about the talent and it's about also about giving giving people a chance. You know, because um, my other hat, um, as a, as I'm also quite vocal about, is giving not not as not as bland as let's you know let's give poor kids a chance because that's kind of buying into that whole narrative anyway but i do feel that that people don't realize the creative industry is massive it it is a huge is is a huge industry it 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 contributes billions of pounds into the you know into the exchequer it's it's a big deal and i kind of feel like I want to also, in, in, a kind of, in a kind of a broader sense, educate people that the creative industry is accessible. You, you, it is a real thing. You know, you you can make a living at it. You can, you know, it, you don't have to, um, you know, get pushed down a, a route because of whatever your circumstances are. That you actually can. That, that it is a real job. You know, yeah. Uh, and, and that's also something that I'm 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 passionate about. So as a quick final, if there's anybody yes. listening to this who kind of goes, oh, my God, I've got the same passion. Yes. Um, I work in a similar uh, complementary area yes. and I live in County yes. Durham. Yes. And I would love to join forces with you on this. Just head to Hal Media and find the email address. Just just, just head to Hal Media. Um, search me out. I'm Chris Howell. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, um, as you've probably gathered, I'm, I'm, I'm always up for a chat about about stuff. So, um, you know um yeah let's you know reach out let's let's talk you know you know you never know but i but i but it is a you've got to have a it's a passion you've got to you've got to feel it you know um i've been i've been doing this since kind of the late 80s and and i've always said that when when the passion goes and you're just you're just making stuff then that's that's when you're not in the you're not in the right right game so yeah Reach out. I'm here. So you're you're still passionate about it. Oh, really? I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) But I'm I'm passionate about the north, though. I'm passionate about this area, and I'm passionate about the people in this area. Are you born and bred up here? No. Um. I. I. My. My wife. My wife was born in Darlington. She's a. She's a sort of east side, east side girl. Um. I'm from. I'm from Nottingham originally, but we've. We've. Um. We pinballed all over the place, but but we were always we were always destined to 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 end to to finish up here. So and it's great. All right, brilliant, lovely talking to you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I'm going to follow this one. I'm going to follow what happens and help in any way I can. Um, and if you think you want to be part of something that could potentially lead to something big, um, then get in touch with Chris. Howell Media, I guess, um, put it into Google or find Chris Howell of Howell Media on LinkedIn and get in touch. Okay? A Sunderland-set swoon-worthy rom-com is set to hit bookshelves this month, featuring some of the city's most notable landmarks and venues. Love in the Wings is the new book by local author Ellie White, uh, and it came out on Friday the 28th of April. uh, And it's the hot release, and it's set to put the spotlight on a host of locations across Sunderland, including the Sunderland Empire, the Roker and Seaburn Coast, Love Lily and the Stack at Seaburn as well. Uh, as I've said, it's uh, it's written by Ellie White, who we've chatted to before on the programme about a previous book, and she's joining us to chat about this one now. Hiya, Ellie. 
Hi. Thanks so much for coming on to discuss this. So is, is this book number two? It is, yes. Well, it's sort of book number two and a half. <laughs> um, I, I released a short story as part of an anthology back in March, um, right. which was just a short story. So this is my second full-length book. That's just me. Fabulous. Uh, we spoke to you uh, quite a while ago now about your first yeah. book, which was called Love and London. Was that about 18 months ago we were talking to you about that? Yeah, probably more. It came out um, April 2021. Right. So, Two years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's, time uh, flies. We, we were chatting when that was just coming out. How, how has it gone with your, with your first novel? Yeah, amazing. It's, it's hard to really put into words. I mean, when I released it, I, would, I was happy just for like, me and my mum to read it, you know. <laughs> I didn't expect it to go um, as big as what it did. Um, it got to number seven in the best-selling romance chart on Amazon. Um, it's amazing, it's, that. I know it, it it doesn't seem real when I say it out loud. <laughs> um, it also it sells all over the world as well. I, I thought it would just be people that knew us that would buy it. Uh-huh. But I've got people in Australia, in Brazil, um, in America, India as well. Actually, um, wow. all over the world, people reading my story. So yeah, it was just incredible. Totally unexpected. It's got a 4.5 star average review rating on Amazon, which is really, really yeah. good. Um, do you get messages from people who've read the books? Yeah, oh, loads. Of, I get them every day. That must be um, quite thrilling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and some of them I've become really good friends with. Right. Um, obviously, I love reading books. I love writing books. So when people have sort of approached me and spoke to me, I've then, you know, had a chat with them about different books. Mm. Um, and there's a few that I've become really good friends with, although I've never met them face to face. I would still class them as some of my greatest friends. That's brilliant. Which is just mad. <laughs> yeah. So the new one's called Love in the Wings, um, yeah. and it's uh, it's being released now, end of April, uh, and we've just had a book launch, actually. Uh, you did a book launch on yeah. Saturday at uh, Hortonley Spring. Um, yeah. So before we talk about the book itself, um, well, I'll tell you what, actually, let's do this first. Tell us what it's about. What is Love in the Wings all about? Yeah, so Love in the Wings, uh, it follows... Uh, a West End actress uh, called Harriet just had a bit of a bad time and has returned to her hometown of Sunderland, uh, where she's sort of trying to rebuild her life. Uh, life in London didn't go as planned, so she's come home for a fresh start. Um, number one rule, she's not going to fall for any more guys that work in the theatre. <laughs> but then in comes Liam Wright. Um, he's an assistant stage manager and blows that out the water. Um the story really follows their relationship, how they navigate their relationship while they're working together, but also they're both keeping secrets from each other. So they have to figure out how to get past that. And at the end, they ultimately have choices to make. Yeah. Amazing. It sounds, it sounds fantastic. Um, what made you want to write about people who uh, either work in the theatre or want to work in the theatre. Is that is that connecting to something personal within yourself by any chance? Yeah, I mean, I love the theatre. Um, I have zero talent, um, so you <laughs> well, would I never think, find I me don't think stage. we can say that, Ellie. We're discussing your <laughs> second book release. You can't come on here and go, I've got a zero talent. And I'm not going <laughs> to allow that. Theatrical talent. Right, fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I would be no good on the stage. I can't carry a tune. I'd, yeah, it, I'd just be terrible. But I love watching theatre. Um, and it happened, it, it was really, I think it was October 2021, 20, mm-hmm. I think when the theatres reopened, um, I went to see uh, Weird Race, 
Uh, it was yeah. the first time I'd been back in the theatre since um, the pandemic and I'd already released Love in London. So I was sort of in that same space where I was thinking about what I want to write about next. Yeah. And I remember just watching the show thinking it just looks so much fun. Like I'd love to to imagine what that's like. Obviously, I would never be able to do that. Um, but it was good to put that into a story because I got to research what it's like and mm. to research what goes on behind the scenes to put in the book. So it's almost like I lived that life Brilliant. through this story. And Waitress is a fantastic show, by the way. Um, music it by is. Sarah Borellis. So if anyone's listening yeah. and doesn't know Waitress the musical, they should go check it out. It's got a fantastic soundtrack. It's very, very good. Um, Amazing, yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your writing process because um, mm-hmm. where do you start? Where do you start with a book like this? Do you, do you start kind of planning out the plot? Do you start planning your characters? Do you just start writing and see where it takes you on your first draft? Like, Let's talk about the nerdy stuff. How, 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 what's yeah. your process of sitting and writing um, a novel? So with Love in London, I just wrote it. I didn't, I didn't really know much else. So you literally and kind of started once upon a time and then just carried yeah. and just started. Yeah, I didn't know the characters. I didn't know what journey they were going to take. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was easier or not than Love in the Wings. Love in the Wings, I, I had a very rigid outline. Um, I sat down. And I thought about the characters. I knew exactly who they were. I knew exactly what they were going to do before I actually wrote it. Mm. So I had two different experiences, and I don't know which one was easiest. They were both um, equally as hard. But Mm. um, this time round, like I said, I had uh, sort of a very structured take on it. Mm. Um, I wrote out every scene before I actually wrote the scene so I could keep on track and I think that helps with the pacing of the story. Both stories are quite quick reads, um, but Love in the Wings has definitely more beats in it that resonate with a typical romance book, whereas I think Love in London was more women's fiction. Sure. Um, so, yeah. And what about, like, how, how long did it take you to write Love in London? Obviously, you got the idea for it in October 2021, and it's it's out now. Um, about eighteen months later, and do you make time to write every single day, and or do you write sort of a couple of times a week? Um, and where do you find the time to do that? Because I believe you've got family as as well. So what what's that like? Yeah. Sort of juggling everything else and and whacking a book out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. So Love in London took us only about six months to get together to actually um, sit down because... and write the thing. Yeah, so yeah. that was um, because that was my first book. It was in the pandemic. I had a lot more time. With Love in the Wings, I was back at work, so I work full-time. Um, I've got two young kids, um, both under five, so it's, it's very hectic home life. Yeah. Um, so really, I think Love in the Wings took over a year to write. I think I'd sat with the idea for about six months, and then it took a year to write. Um, do you kind of squirrel yourself away in an office, or do you, do you have a laptop open on the sofa? Like, how... how where where are you kind of writing that? Do you take yourself away somewhere? Do you wait till the kids are in bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, I always do it when the kids are in bed. So right. I put them to bed. Me and my husband normally have our tea together. Um, and then he likes to watch his programs, which I don't really like. He, he likes gritty dramas and, um, as you can probably guess, a, a nice romantic rom-com type of person. So 
he watches that and then I go on the laptop and it's all right. uh, he can enjoy his gritty drama and you can go it's okay yeah. darling I'm just going to go and become an award winning author see you later yeah well there you go yeah, yeah. brilliant uh, so how did the book launch go you had a book launch on the 29th at Featherbed Books in, in Hortonley yeah. Spring how was it oh it was amazing um, it's funny because with, with these things I think a few days before the imposter syndrome started to creep in and I, I was like what if people don't come uh, yeah. what if people just don't care um, but then on the day, there was so much support um, from local people, um, people who I'd met online and had never met turned up, and it was just it was amazing. It, it just made us feel really good, um, especially when a few days before I was having those doubts. It, it gives you a nice boost to mm. to go through. But yeah, it was a it was a very successful day, and I can't wait for the next one. Brilliant. Uh, so the book is called Love in the Wings. Uh, it is available now, isn't it, Ellie? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Where uh, can, can people get go to get it? You can get it at Featherbed Books and they've got signed copies um, and you can get it on Amazon at the minute, but it will be available in Waterstones and WH Smiths from next month. Brilliant. How exciting. Ellie White, yeah. uh, author from Sunderland, uh, talking about her brand new release, Love in the Wings. Ellie, best of luck with everything and uh, we'll chat to you when the next one's coming out. Have you got any plans for a third yeah. one? Um, I do actually. It's coming out in September. Um, it's actually the start of a series. Wow! Um, so the series is called A Wayside Side Story, um, because as you can probably guess, the series is set on Wayside. Yeah. And it is a football romance series. So there's going to be about four or five books in that. Um, so yeah, September the first, the first book comes out, which is called Playing for Her. Brilliant. So, yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk to you then. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Thanks, Ellie. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ellie White there talking about her brand new book, Love in the Wings. But as you heard in the interview, it's not her first book. All the way back a couple of years ago, back when we were all sort of still a bit locked down, uh, I spoke to Ellie about her debut book, Love in London. Um, And I'm going to give you an opportunity now to hear that initial interview with Ellie uh, way back when, about two years ago on Durham On Air. I asked her what Love in London was all about. So the book's called Love and London. Um, and it is set in modern day times. It's a rom-com set in London, if you hadn't guessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> it follows the story of Maggie. Um, Maggie was widowed eight years previously um, and is finally ready to return to the dating scene. So she's encouraged by her family and friends and she goes on this emotional journey of you know, healing and self-discovery. Um, but she also gets herself into a, a few different, you know, Funny dates, shall mm, we say? Yeah. Um, dates that you wouldn't want to find yourself on. Sure. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's the story of how she sort of learns to love again after losing the person that she thought she was going to be with for the rest of her life. And is it a book that you've? When did you get the idea for the book? When did you get the inspiration for it? Is this something that has occurred to you to do during lockdown, or is this idea been stewing away and developing in your head for years? Where, where did it all come from? And have you always written? Um, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, it's just been, it has been there for years and years. Um, I used to just kind of daydream on the metro when I was going to work. Mm. Um, and then I'd type little things in my phone, things that I thought the character might be. And then it just kind of took shape. And I never told anyone. I didn't tell anyone I was writing a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lockdown hit and I was like, you know, I've got all these ideas in my phone. I need something to take my mind off, you know, the whole situation. 
So I just took myself away for maybe half an hour, an hour a day and just wrote. You're saying that so casually, <laughs> but as, as someone who has written drama, and I've never written a book, I've written a few plays, but you're saying it so casually, oh, I just took myself off for half an hour, an hour to, yeah. to write about. As I'm sure you know, and anybody listening who writes, just the act of actually sitting down and doing some writing yeah. is massive. Yeah. Like, because there's always something else to do. There's always washing that yeah. needs doing. There's always <laughs> the kids need feeding. Yeah. There's always something. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. So, what, was yeah. it was it lockdown that eventually found you found that you were able to sit down and have the space to focus on it? Is that what caused it? Yeah. Definitely, because in lockdown, I had a baby just before lockdown. Congratulations. So, thank you. Um, my husband was furloughed for six months. So there was the two of us in the house with my two young children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was easier to kind of pop off for an hour. Mm. Um, so if he was home, if he wasn't home, and if I was just on maternity leave with two kids, I don't think I would have had the time mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the same as if I was at work. If I was working, I would never have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So the the lockdown, as much as it was, you know, a pain, and mm-hmm. I did it. I ended up losing that job. Um, I used to work in travel. Right. Um, so as much as I lost that job, I also gained so much, so much more by being able to write this book. And it's in. Am I right in saying that it's inspired by real life events or real life experiences yeah. that you've been through? Yeah, I ha- I mean, I had the story. Um, it just wasn't it wasn't right. Yeah. In a couple of years, but I did lose a family member who was quite young, quite mm-hmm. suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of I was able to kind of put my experience into the way Maggie was feeling. Although it was a different relationship for me than what it is for, for the character, mm-hmm. it allowed me to kind of put what I was feeling onto the page and sort of deal with it that way. That's brilliant. It's received five star reviews from, uh, yes. I presume, preview copies and people you've been sending it out yes. to. Um, yes. So uh, you've got you've got quotes such as "Wow, what a brilliant debut by White!" I was lucky enough to read uh, an art copy of this book and I found it utterly enchanting. That's brilliant. You can put that one on yes. the poster. Uh, a romance yes. that will have you willing the characters to be together from the start. White has created a story that will have your stomach in butterflies, have you shed a tear or a hundred, and fall in love with Maggie, Jake, and all of her friends this must be amazing what do your family think of it yeah um well i think it was a bit of a shock to them because like i said i didn't tell anyone <laughs> suddenly so you've I, you've I got like, a novel <laughs> yeah so i'd wrote the book and i'd sent it off to an editor who did the you know the copy edits and all that stuff yeah and she come back to me at that time i was like i don't know if i'm going to publish this or not mm. i don't know if it's good i don't know you know if my writing's good or, or whatever sure. and she come back and said you have to publish this wow. so then i kind of put it on facebook and i was like by the way, everyone, I've brought a book. <laughs> so everyone was like really shocked, obviously, and really excited. I mean, my mum and dad don't stop talking about it. My, my granddad asked me to record um, my radio debut on a cassette for him. I have no idea how I'm going to do that. We can put it on a cassette. We can yeah. send it out to him. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's, yeah, everyone's really excited and really proud and People keep saying to me, like, oh, I know an author. And I'm like, who? <laughs> so, like, well, you, you're an author. So, 
Yeah, so it's really exciting and everyone's really proud. Amazing. Um, it's going to be available to purchase on the 2nd of mm-hmm. April uh, 2021. If you're yeah. listening to this after the 2nd of April on Catch Up or on a repeat, then make sure you get on it. It's available on Amazon ebook for $2.99. It's going to be available in paperback yeah. for $7.99. And if you're a Kindle mm-hmm. Unlimited subscriber, it's also going to be available for free. She's giving it away. Yeah. Um, so make sure you look, come on, guys, let's make sure we support Northeast writing. Is, is there any element of it? Is Maggie from the northeast does it have a northeast identity do you think no not not this book um a lot of it is there are bits that are inspired by places up here Mm -hmm. um for example the the main character's best friend owns a bakery Mm -hmm. uh, and that is inspired by love lily down in walker (laughs) brilliant um because I, I love that. Honestly, I would be there every day mm-hmm. if I could. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the pub that they kind of spend their, their Friday nights in is inspired by our local pub in Horton. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit that are connected. Um, but my next book is set in the northeast. Well, this so was my next question: more. Are we getting more from you? And and yeah. have you have you looked? Because <laughs> I know a few people who've done creative projects. Maybe they've written a book. Maybe they've written a play. Maybe they've done an album. You know, you you, you meet lots of creative people yeah. doing this job. And uh, there's a few people I've spoken to who've done lockdown projects. And I go, so are you going to do it again? And they're turning around and going, never again. It was the most stressful <laughs> thing. It's never happening again. But uh, have you been inspired to do more? Have you got another one in the works? Yeah. I've got I've got quite a few in the works if I'm honest. Brilliant. Um, like I said, I'd be I've been making notes in my phone for years, so yeah. there's a lot of material that I'm working with. Um, my next one is going to be set in the northeast in a fictional town, mm-hmm. um, but the one after that is a at the minute it's a three book series set in Sunderland. Brilliant. Um, so there's a lot of local local aspects. Um, the fictional town I've kind of um, placed somewhere in County Durham. Mm-hmm. Um, near the coast, yeah. So it's not a specific area, but they do like visit, um, like sort of like see them. Uh, mm-hmm. They also visit Durham City Centre and things like that. So there's a lot of local aspects in it. I think it's an area with such a strong yeah. identity. Do you find that it's e- yeah. it's easy to imagine what this fictional town would look like? Because there's there's really I've worked all over the UK. There's nowhere really else yeah. like the County Durham coast. It's got such a strong feeling to it. Does that make it quite easy yeah. to come up with these imaginary places? Definitely, yeah. And because obviously with lockdown we can't travel, um, we've just been kind of sticking around our local areas. So I found that's been quite inspirational, mm. almost. Um, and the, the book I'm I'm right now was originally set in London mm-hmm. and after the first draft I was like no it's not right and then I moved it to the northeast and it just works gives it a different life um, yeah and it's just there was just something not right with the story when it was based in London and when I as soon as I moved it it just it clicked can you give us a I bit of a teaser it, about what it's about or is it all under wraps uh, it's under wraps at the minute because it, it might change <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I always start when I start writing I, I write the end yeah, um, it's always the last couple of chapters that come first. Great. Um, whether or not that is the same at the end of the project is different because obviously the story can take it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Love in London had a totally different ending when I started. So, but it gave you the basis on which to build the rest of yeah, the story. Exactly. Yeah. So I tried to keep it under wraps just in case I say this is what's going to happen, and it doesn't. So So if people want to keep up to date with you and and see what's going on and get a glimpse sort of behind the scenes of of what you're up to and also um, hear all the news 
about your uh, your debut. Um, how yeah. can they keep in contact with you? Are you on the socials? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook, which is Ellie White. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm mainly on Instagram, uh, which is at Ellie White underscore right. Um, that's where I literally post multiple times a day. Fantastic. <laughs> um, everyone gets to know what's, what's going on in my writing journey. And also like books that I'm reading as well. I've met a lot of indie authors by mm-hmm. publishing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many amazing authors out there that aren't readily available on the shelves. Mm. Um, but it is good to to be able to find them online, and you know Amazon has been amazing for indie authors, giving yeah. us a platform to to be well, to have our stories read. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. So that Instagram again is at Ellie White underscore Writes, and Love That's and London, it. the debut novel, is out on the second of. April. Thank you so much yeah. for coming to chat to us, Ellie. It's really exciting. Oh, we can't wait to see what you do. You and um, when you when it goes to number one and you win an award, um, just make sure you come and speak to us first, if that's all right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. Have a good day. Thank you for having me. So that's it for another episode of the Durham Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have something that you want to promote on the podcast, or maybe you've just got an opinion you want to get out there, or something you want to say, do get in contact with us. Studio at durhamonair.com is the address that you need. Remember that Durham On Air is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at durhamonair.com, on your smart speaker, on DAB radio, on Freeview Channel 277, and uh, what, else, what haven't I said? Smart speakers, DAB, the free Durham on Air app. There you go. <laughs> go to your app store, download the free Durham on Air app, where, of course, you can uh, hear episodes of this podcast. Have a wonderful week, whatever you're up to, and we'll speak to you next weekend. You're locked in a strange room. Time is against you. You need to get out, and there's only one way to do it. Have you got what it takes to discover the clues, solve the puzzles, and escape before the clock runs out? Then step into Escape Rooms Durham and see if you can unravel the mystery of Mr. Borrowdale's study or steal the formula in the lab heist. Escape Rooms Durham is the perfect challenge for families, friends, colleagues and birthdays. Find out more at escapedurham.co.uk Then come and escape from Escape Rooms Durham on Sadler Street in Durham City Centre.